When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Well met, fellow adventurers. We are back to exploring the forest of Fogboa. There's a lot of stuff in it yet to find. Let's get going. Exploring. Well, on exploring Fogboa Forest outer wood, you suddenly find yourself approaching the broad, forbidding mouth of a dark cave. Now, once again, I'll ignore this cave. Skeleton. And then a, bl a bark black beetle, also slain. Dry jaw. Bash, bash, bash. Take some loot and go. Oozing beetle. Slain. Armored scavenger. Slain. Your exploration of Fogboy is interrupted by the sudden and awoken arrival of one of the woodlands. The rotting woodlands nightmare extensions. It's his headless being. I shall engage the headless stalker. The hideous undead creature wakes at you with its jagged claws. But it is slain, nevertheless. Nevertheless. For 5xp. Nothing of interest. Nothing of interest. Suddenly. While moving through a tangled and particularly foggy region of the forest. You discover a narrow fissure in the forest floor that leads down into a cave. You've made a special note of this location. A cave lair. And may return to it in the future. If you explore Fogboa Forest. You're standing before a narrow fissure in the forest floor that leads down into a dark cave. A foul odour rises out of the crevice. Climb down into this cave. Taking care, taking care not to lose your footing. And with the glow of your trusted light source parting the gloom, 
you climb down through the fissure into the dark cave. You stand just below the narrow fissure through which you entered this shadowy cave. Damp, uneven, cold, on. Stand off into darkness from the east, west, and south. Foul odor hangs heavily in the air. Okay, it's a bit mazy in this cave. There's something to the south. The progress along the cave corridor is brought to a halt by the sudden appearance of four carver claws. There's a description for them. Carver claws are small humanoids, about two thirds the size of the average human. It's a closely related goblins. They're the thick, leathery skin like goblins, which is almost always a deep shade of green. These vile creatures are almost certainly the product of some dark sorcery many ages ago. Their name is derived from the long, sharp, stone-hard claws that protrude from each of their thumbs. These two claws serve as effective natural weapons that all clover claws are adept at using. Clover claws are not are known to seek out confrontation with humans. Are not known to seek out confrontation with humans. As some other goblin species do, they said prefer to hide themselves away in some dark, remote place where they can be left to their own affairs. When they feel their domain is being violated, however, they become savage and deadly enemies. You know, should be noted, however, in some instances, clover claws are found in the ploy of a powerful person or creature, usually someone or something they fear, and in such cases, they will fiercely defend their master. Oh dear. Could I be that master? That'd be nice. Also, Holland, the party of vicious humans immediately spot spot you and rush forward to attack. You realise unless you flee now, you will not be able to escape this fierce band of Carvacles. Escape? <laughs> I was going to hold my ground and face the onslaught. Having positioned yourself to ensure you face only one of your enemies in time, you bravely engage the first of the vicious Carvacles. The Clover Claw attacks you with its deadly claws. Alright. Here's number two. Attacks with deadly claws. Having positioned yourself to ensure you only face your enemies one at a time, you bravely engage the third of the vicious Clover Claws. The enemy's claws tear into my flesh for three damage. Alright. Slain. Here's the fourth and final. Of this one, anyway. For XP, the bloody corpse of the slain Carver Claw slumps to the cave floor. 64 XP is a general. You spend a few moments coming from the brutal battle to check over your equipment and struggle to catch your breath. Alas, certain, there are no more of the vicious creatures lurking about. You once again resume your exploration of the cave. Okay, I'm on the salvage now. Going west to another question mark. Six of them this time. Six clover claws. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's one. Yeah, once again, these are all three plus. So easy peasy. Four XP. Number three. Number four. Number five, and here's the sixth one. The 
bloody corpse of the slain carver course slumps to the cafe floor. 64 is Peter General. You spend a few moments recovering from the brutal battle as you check over your equipment and struggle to catch your breath. Last, you're cert certain that there are no more of the vicious creatures lurking about. You once again resume exploration of the cave. Okay, keep going along the south south end, southwest corner or something. Seven clover claws. Just going to do a bit of healing first. Alright, I shall fight them all. There's one. Another one bites the dust. And another one's gone. And another one's gone. And another one bites the dust right now. I'm going to get you to number five. And another one bites the dust. Dum, dum, dum. Another one bites the dust. Yeah. And there we are, number seven. And there we go. And slain. Bashed. They're bashed into a bloody pulp. 64 XP to General. You spend a few moments recovering from the brutal battle. So you check over your equipment and struggle to catch your breath. Alas, certain there are no more of the vicious creatures lurking around. Once again, we resume your exploration of the cave. Alright, what's now going... Oh, a random claw. Dark shape. Suddenly loomed out of the cave passage ahead. Instinctively, you draw yourself into the defensive stance as a lone claw steps into view. The vicious humanoid bounds forward and attacks, its deadly claws poised to tear your flesh. Admittedly, I am in your house, so. Attacks with deadly claws, but still slain. 3xp. You spend a few moments recovering from the melee, but dare not linger too long. Lest any more of the vicious inhabitants of this cave might suddenly appear out of darkness. You are every sense alert for the first sign of further danger. You once again resume your exploration of the cave. Right, I'm on, moving along the west side now. Another question mark. It's five of them this time. Here's number five. Number one. Two. Three. Four, bashy, 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 and five. Yep, yeah. and uh, 64 XP to general, rest a bit. Once again, we zoom exploration of the cave. Okay, there's a little alcove to the west. You're standing in a small room just off the wider cave tunnel. You can find bones, rocks, and sticks, and other... Other debris listen the floor here. You determine the chamber must be a place where the densons of this shadowy lair dispose of unwanted refuse. Okay. You're standing oh, just another alcove along the north north northwest. You're standing in a small room just off the wider cave tunnel you've been following. Bones, rocks, sticks and other debris listen the floor here. You determine the chamber must be a place with the citizens of the shadowy lair dispose of unwanted refuse. Alright, along the north, a little alcove on the north side. 
It's the same as the last one. Okay, two question marks in the row going east. Seven cover calls once more. It's the Maleficent Seven. Alright, now actually make that the Maleficent Sinister Six. But now they're the Furious Five. They're fighting four. And now they're the Fearful Three. Terrified too, <laughs> and and the really lonely and terrified and and soiling itself one. And there we are. It is slain. Another sixty-four XP. Oh, it's a random clever call battle now. You could maybe if you turned up a bit early, you could have back attacked me. Would have helped, but still. Okay, not just a bit of healing. Another thing to the east. It's five of them. Alright, yeah. The thing is, I'm just killing them because they're there. Really, okay, they're attacking me, but. This is their home, is it? General wall, stand your ground walls. Right. It's generally agreed that violence in home, in home defense is justified as long as you don't you don't do some sort of saw-like traps and you know shoot them in the back while they're running away. Alright, uh, okay, on the northeast side, two question marks in a row. The sudden sound of many feet moving on the passage ahead sends your pulse racing. You douse your light and press yourself up against the wall of the passage to listen intently what could only be a large group of clavichords approaching. Seconds later, a band of twelve clavichords emerges from the deep gloom to the east. Each of the vicious green speed green skinned humanoids carries a spear, giving you the immediate impression this group is about to set off on a hunt. A dozen cavalrys will pass within only a few feet of you in just a couple of moments. I'm going to try to remain hidden. With your every nerve tingling, your back pressed up against the damp cave wall. You wait with bated breath as the fierce band of clavichord hunters proceed along the passes. The large group passes within three feet of my hiding place. Alright, pick your number. Bonus of 63. 16 from feathery. 17 from woodmanship. 10 from agility. 10 from body. 10 from luck. But I only need 50, so it's a sure bet. One, 119. Success. A sense of relief washes over you as the clavichord band continues past your hiding place and disappears along the passage. You wait for nearly a minute until the sound of movement no longer reaches your ears before stepping out of the deep bloom at the edge of the tunnel. 
Oh, it's a random clava claw. It's just sneaking up on me. Shouldn't do that. Got slay now. Alright. The instant you step into the small bone knitted chamber at the end of the passage, your eyes are drawn to a hulking, fur clad figure lurking in the gloom on the far side of the womb. The figure steps slowly into your pool of light and was deemed to be a grey skinned twelve. The powerful creature grips a wooden club in its left hand, while the thick, claw tipped fingers of its right hand are wrapped tightly around the neck. Of a leather sack. I have nothing to argue with you, snarls the troll, its yellow eyes narrowing as it locks its gaze onto your own. This lair, of your, this lair is yours, if you so wish it. This is also yours. The troll suddenly tosses a leather sack in your direction. The bag lands about a foot in front of you. Give me one eye on the fur beast. You use your foot to push open the top of top of the sack, revealing its contents. The bag contains a large quantity of gold. Five hundred and... Five hundred and forty-six. Okay, okay, I guess you've bought your life. I only asked to go with no quarrel, says the cave crawl. Despite the troll's formidable presence, the easy sense the mighty creature's room for him. Seems that the relatively short work you made of his loyal Claver tribe so move from his mind any notion that you would make for an easy mark. You have no doubt has Troll has no no desire to engage you. You're not easy in, easy in your mind about lying potential danger to the realm of man. Realm three likely resume whatever wickedness your invasion of his lair has interrupted. Okay, so I have to make a decision. Do I allow the do I allow the troll to go in peace and possibly maybe maybe there's a slight slim chance that he might eventually wander off and hurt someone, or do I attack the cave troll and put um and violate the presumed contract that has been. The infer contract that has been made by taking this gold. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to think, pause it while I think about that for a bit. Okay, I've been thinking, I'll let the troll go in peace. You step aside, moving clear of the entrance to the chamber. Sitting in the cave, troll, you've accepted his request. The great fur clad beast moves cautiously past you into the gloomy passage beyond. Alert for any sign of treachery on the part of the hulking creature. You hold you watch him move swiftly on the tunnel until he disappears. A solid wall of darkness that lurches to the edge of your pool of light. The cave troll's heavy footballs fade slowly into the distance as the fierce but humbled creature abandons the lair it once usurped from a clan of cave goblins nearly a decade ago. With their troll overcrawled Lord gone, the remainder of the clever claws inhabiting the cave take flight, finding a place to always associate with fear and death. For me. For me. The sound of many footfalls fading in distance as the densens of this dark place bleed for the mouth of the cave fills you with a renewed sense of hope and great relief. 
reasoning you now have have little to fear from the clavicles, you set about making a thorough search of the cave trolls there. Your search turns up little of interest, and you're about to abandon it in favour of making your way out of the cave, when you suddenly spot something. Buried beneath a pile of shattered stone on the north side of the chamber, you discover a wooden box. The box isn't locked, and inside the heart-bottled container, you find a curious item. A goblin skull, cleanly cloven in two down the middle, rests in one corner of the wooden box. Several small pieces of jade protrude from the top of the skull, giving the rather gruesome object a stunt-studded appearance. You pick up the jade-studded goblin skull and decide to take it with me. Okay. Viewing it, this small, shattered, goblin, fractured goblin skull Studied with seven pieces of jade, makes for a rather gruesome trophy. You discovered this item in the deep recesses of a cave you explored in Fogborough Forest, and also 128 experience to general. Having completed your search of the trolls there, you spend a few moments adjusting and checking your equipment before promptly making your way out of the cave. Alright, there. Now... There are no more clever claws hiding in this lair, which means I can explore it at will. Foul odour permeates this damp shaggy lair. Crude etchings on the walls pick bats, bands of small human humanoids haunting a large, hunting a large variety of large hunting variety of large beasts. Once home to a sinister tribe of clover claws and, and the troll that held sway of the cave, thanks to you, seems now to be deserted. Okay. I thought there's a little alcove to the east with something in it. You're standing in a wide alcove just to the east of the cave passage you've been following. In the centre of hollow, said marched with crude etchings, is a dark hole. A putrid, almost nauseating stench rises up from the hole. Suddenly you catch sight of what you believe to be movement in the dark opening in the cave floor. Examine the hole more closely. You step up to the edge of the hole and peer into the inky darkness below. Nothing stirs in the impenetrable gloom beneath the opening. Without warning, a streak of red hurls up from the hole, now missing your head. You fall back and assume a defensive stance, strides lock onto the terrifying sight that's emerged from the dark hole. Waiting about wildly, slower, thicker portion, wedged tightly in the opening in the floor, is a massive red and green tentacle. This hide hideous appendage is no doubt the extremity of some fierce creature that's long made this cave its lair. Weaves about wildly before surging straight towards you. You hurriedly draw yourself into a combat-ready stance as you prepare to defend yourself against the, the tentacle's frantic attack. You boldly battle the massive tentacle. Begin combat. The tentacle shrieks through the air as it attempts to strike you. Ooh, the enemy smashes through my defensive with a devastating blow for 29 damage. But otherwise, it's not getting anything here. Uh, I had another devastating blow for 31 damage, but 
nevertheless, it is slain. 7 x 7 combat experience, then 256 experience to general. The large tentacle shudders violently as it slowly retreats into through the dark hole from which it emerged. You, you rush to the edge of the opening and listen intently as the sound of something massive dragging itself across the stone rises up through the hole. In a matter of moments, the sound has faded to silence. Friends, leaving you once again alone in the eerie quiet of the cave. With no desire to remain anywhere in the vicinity of the hole, you step back into the passage to the west. Alright. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to trace that again. Alright, there's a little... There's something to the southeast, and then that's everything. You step into a small... Roughly circular chamber, just to the south of the cave passage you've been exploring. Your eyes immediately fall upon a gruesome sight. Lying against the wall, his torso whittled with deep, festering gashes as the decaying body of a wag-clad man. You estimate this unfortunate soul has been dead for several weeks. You wonder how the, this lame man escaped being devoured by the vicious densities of this shadowy lair. A quick search of the man's remains turns up a small quantity of gold and a pouch containing three adventurer tokens. So 26 gold, three eighties. Certain you haven't overlooked anything, you turn and leave the small chamber and resume your exploration of the cave. Okay, that's very nice. Just checking. Ah. What about if I use feathery in this place, just to be on the lookout? Ha 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 ha! Just use feathery. I used feathery in in one of in one of those debris rooms. Your expert eye catches sight of something buried in one of the heaps of bones and debris. A closer inspection reveals a small decayed leather pouch. You've also got four XP to feathery. You pick up the rotting pouch and are surprised to find that it contains two adventure tokens. But when I pick it up, it's three adventure tokens. Very nice. Very, very nice. Plus three adventure tokens. Searching through the west of refuse and finding nothing of any particular interest, you step out of the chamber and prepare to continue your exploration. Alright, I'm just going to use Feathery in the other chambers too. This cave done with. Climb up and out of the cave. I'll exit this cave, move away and continue my exploration. Heal a bit, explore once more. Suddenly, it's a black horn beetle. 
Yeah, sometimes suddenlies don't lead to anything exciting. It's another dark cave. Slivering menace. It's that many-legged creature that doesn't use its legs to move somehow. The western part of the outer ward, on a narrow strip of misty ground, the ones between two sluggish and strictly streams, discover the moss-covered ruins of a stone tower. The grim structure, built with massive blocks of dark stone, pokes up out of the surrounding fog, and rises almost to the level of the topmost branches of the nearby trees. Curiously, the tower bears not a single window, its main entrance, once guarded by a formidable pair of open doors, now stands empty. A gaping hole that leads to a shadowy unknown lair. I have made note of this location, a windowless tower, and I can go back to it at any time. And, and I will, because this ends of the tower. With your trusty light source flaring brightly. You cautiously step into the tall, windowless tower. Piles of rotting debris and cracked rubble fill the first layer of the winterless tower. You cautiously wind your way through the maze of a ruin, set towards a set of crumbling steps that climb the far wall, continue towards the stairs. Taking only a few steps towards the stairs, the sudden and unnerving sound of something moving the air by shadows fills you with dread. Quickly turn in the direction of the sound, and find yourself confronted with one of the foul creatures that's made this lair in this abandoned windowless tower. I mean, that makes sense that people would settle here. I mean, you don't get rained on. Can, the door will keep out some of the bigger things. Well, door way, door way. Surging out of the shadows and bearing down on you with a nerving speed is a massive rot snail. Having a lot of problems with snails lately. You fall back and assume a defensive stance as you prepare to engage the giant fearless carnivore. Alright. Surges forward and attacks me, but it is slain for 4 XP. Continue towards your stairs. Another one It's a massive carnage crawler. That's how this dungeon works. You go towards the stairs, and there's a massive watch now. And various, it's a large black horn beetle. Yeah, various bugs will come at you. And along the way, they're all easy peasy combats. Take the stairs to the second level. And it, there's, look, there's four or five layers. Continue on the stairs. Large black corn beetle. Alright, take, take this opportunity to heal. Mouldy tapestries and decayed furniture fill the second level of the tower. You make your way across the debris-strewn floor towards a set of steps, descend through the heat ceilings to the structure's third level. 
one of the beasts. It's a large armoured scavenger. Alright, mass another massive watchtower. Seriously, I have a lot of problems with snails of late. It's another massive watch now. Continue towards the tower. Large black horn beetle. Continue. Oh, it's another one. A large armoured scavenger. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of them to fight. But they're all... At last, with a gruesome array of carnage strewn across the floor, you reach the base of the stairs leading up to the third level of the tower. Climb the stairs to the third level. You cautiously climb the crumbling stairs and manage to arrive safely on the third level of the tower. Collapsed timbers and a grey, pungent mould cover the floor of the tower's third level. You carefully proceed towards a set of stairs on the opposite wall that climb to the level above. Continue towards the stairs. Another thing comes to it is a large fog rat, which I have previously. And I put it's a massive carnage crawler. I mean, I encountered a fog rat while. During the return to Ashley series of adventures, so I'll read, I'll read out the description of that in there. Or, of course, it's another fo large fog rat, but more. Well, right, you could just go on swift.com and you know, read them up in the law book. Oh, massive carnage crawler. Yeah, gotta keep, keep bashing. Bash, 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 bash. Large black horn beetle, you are slain as well. Massive what snail? Seriously, I have problems with snails. Don't know why. Yeah, climb. Ah, oh, last, with a gruesome way of carnage strewn across the floor. You reach the base of the stairs leading up to the fourth level of the tower. Climb the stairs to the fourth level. You cautiously climb the crumbling stairs. Manage to arrive safely on the fourth level of the tower. Continue once more. Piles of rotting vegetation and mounds of grey mould almost completely obscure this. The tower's fourth level. You slowly and cautiously make your way towards the stairs along the far wall that leads up to the top floor. Alright, just... Yeah, nothing I can do. Yeah, it's a foul creature. It's another massive what snail. So many snails. Yeah, and massive carnage crawler. Boop-a-doop-a-doo, it is slain. Do-do-do, 5xb, do-do-do. Another massive carnage crawler. Carnage comes to me. Large armored scavenger. Fight it, fight it, fight it. Fight it, fight the massive carnage crawler. Fight, fight, fight. Fight, fight, fight. Fight something else. Another armored scavenger. Fight, fight, fight. Fight, fight, fight. fight. 
till you get to the top of the tower. At last, with a gruesome array of carnage thrown across the floor, he reached the base of the stairs leading up to the topmost level of the tower. Climb the stairs to the topmost level. You reach the top of the tower and are surprised to find that unlike the levels through which just risen, this one appears to be largely intact. The debris that choked the lower floors of the tower is conspicuously absent from this level. Please discover that the top of the wind of the structure is devoid of the vermin you encountered below. Against the north wall of the chamber, opposite the stairs you've just climbed, is a broad slab of stone. Broad, flat slab of stone. Resting atop the slab is a small, ornate iron box. Curiously enough, the iron box, through no larger than a hand, refuses to budge from its spot atop the stone. The box is not locked, and you could easily open it. Then I'm going to open it. Hopefully it doesn't contain a ghost or lots and lots of very poisonous spiders. Or explodes, or something. Well, I'm opening it anyway. 128 experience to general. The lid lifts off, lids, lifts completely off the small iron box, feeling a shallow, red, cloth-lined interior. Resting on the bottom of this box is a small, engraved wooden square. You pick up the curious, coin-sized object and examine it closely. Engraved upon the surface of the smooth surface, Smooth surface of a flat wooden square is the remarkable likeness of a wolf. You decide to take the strange item with you. It's a goblin totem. Wolf. Alright, I'm viewing it. This small, flat, coin-sized square bathes an engraving and remarkable likeness of a running wolf. This is a goblin totem. When used in conjunction with a goblin totem block, you can bestow enchantments upon its bearer. If you possess a goblin totem block, you may view the block in a safe location and, and you can select examine the totem block option the bottom of the description to make use of this totem. Yes, so yeah, yep, you can this before moving away from the box, you carefully replace its lid. After searching the remainder of the room and turning is nothing else of any interest to be found, you turn and make your way out of the chamber and the windowless tower. As you approach the stairs that lead down from the chamber, your eyes are drawn to a curious verse carved into the wall just above the landing. With your faithful light illuminating the wall, you study the world, words etched onto the damp stone. The light from Beowood now long dock, the what begins to creep, a fog to hide this cursed place, eternal wicked sleep. After studying the verse for several moments, you promptly make your way out of the tower. Ooh, another reference to Beowood. Beowood. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely going there. And restoring it to do whatever it is it does. You make your way out of the tower and soon find yourself in the fog-bound forest. Uh. And now, yep, this is a special location. It resets every hour. And every hour, 
you can get another totem. And anyway, so I will be returning there many times to get more totems, but you don't really get, you don't get anything else happening after the first time other than getting more totems. So I'm not going, I'm not going to record my other trips, other trips up that tower. I'll just... Yeah, I'll just record, I'll just, when I've got this Goblin Totem block, block filled up, with, with the, whatever, with the best totems, I'll just show you what it, what it does. Yeah, so I'm going to move away from here and resume your exploration. Yep, explore now, nothing. Nothing. Three nothings in a row. It's a low no to work scout. Fighty, fighty, fight, fight, fight. That's what I do. Six XP. Explore now. Blood thief. Don't steal my blood. I need my blood. Sturdy mace. Six gold. Lawns more. Nope, nothing this time. Slivering menace. There's still plenty left to discover. Yeah. Now I think one once I found enough things here, the next quest will open up. Something to do with Balewood. It's a bleeding corpse. Not even. Nope. And suddenly, while moving through the more open region of the misty cursed wood, you suddenly catch sight of something through the trees to the west. Cautiously, with your ever, ever, with your every sense alert for the first sign of danger, you steal westward through the rotting forest. Do I attempt to make out the monstrous shape looming out of the foster head? Foster head. Turning atop a small mound that wise as a thick fog swirling on the forest floor, you stare to the west, your eyes fixed on the shape of a towering castle, eerily silhouetted against the ghostly backdrop of a starling mist. You make several attempts to approach the castle, each of the endeavours ends. Inexplicably in favour, leaving you lost in a tangled patch a bramble no closer to the phantom structure than when you began. Sensing that powerful magic protects the castle, decide that, for now, you have to be content with viewing the false shrouded structure from, from afar. You've made a special note of this location, a fog-shrouded castle. Alright, and with that, With that, a new adventure has opened up. It's called the Air Air to the Flame. But I'll do a bit more exploration here first. Yeah, you know, just just let's get get it up to get it up to about an hour. 
There's still more to find. Oh, it's, it's that big moth again. I'm gonna, I don't want to go through that dungeon again. So I'm going to attempt to dodge the moth's attack. You drive forward. You dive forward and attempt to throw yourself under the rapidly descending moth. Alright, pick a number. Bonus. Thrones are 47. 17 from woodmanship. 20 from agility. 10 from bluck. Gonna get 75 or more. Failure. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. The six talent legs of the massive rock take hold of you and you immediately hoist it into the air, pinned tightly to the broad, leathery abdomen of your winged abductor. Its double set of wings fluttering furiously, giant moth lifts its increased bulk into the foggy heights of the forest. As the giant moth flips you into the fog-shrouded teapops, treetops, you're suddenly horrified at the sight of a long stinger protruding from the wheel of the creature's leathery abdomen. You struggle to, against the moth's mighty gasp as you desperately try to free yourself before the creature can deliver you a paralysing dose of its potent venom. Success for that one, at least. Manage to position yourself just out of reach of the fog moss fearsome stinger. The creature tries to repeatedly inject you with its paralyzing venom, but to no avail. Despite having avoided the moss deliberating sting, you find yourself unable to break free from the mighty grip of your massive insect abductor. Alright, and I'm back. Back in that nest. It's a big old moss nest. It's the same as last time. I. It's, I, I'm not, I'm just going to pause until I find my way out. Okay, and put. Alright, I got out of that moth nest. Explored a bit more, and now here's another suddenly. Nearly a mile inside the gruesome, inside the southern border of Fogbar, you happen upon the gruesome scene of a recent battle. Dozens of shade goblin corpses litter the forest floor, many of them mangled beyond recognition. Several of the slain creatures have their heads torn from their necks. Oh dear. Alright. And I don't think... And it's not me. It's not me this time. You quickly search through... The goblin's remains, but suffered nothing of any interest or value. Content there is nothing more to be found here. Once again, resume your exploration of the wood. Some more. There's another cave. You can ignore that one. Sodomok. Evil tree in the evil forest. Not really much of a surprise. Heal a bit. Suddenly, while passing through the boggy boggy area of the southeast region of the outer wood, you suddenly hear what sounds like someone shouting. Neatly pause and listen intently. Far off to the north, you hear someone calling out repeatedly. The shouts fade, and you realize that wherever wherever it is you're hearing is moving north and west. Follow the sound of the shouts, of course. Mute swiftly through the fog-shrouded landscape, passing swiftly between the ancient rotting trees of the cursed forest, to draw closer to the shouts that wing out from the north. After nearly ten minutes, you pause to catch your breath. 
when a shout less than a hundred yards to your left startles you. This time you're able to make out what is that's being shouted. The voice of a man can clearly be heard calling out a single word, whisper, continue to move in the direction of the shouting. You dash to your west, and after covering what seems like only a short distance, you run into a greying, heavy-set man, puffing hard as he struggles with this tangled voice. The man again calls out whisper at the top of his lungs, but upon seeing you, lets out a startled grasp. You quickly assure the man you have nothing to fear, and he appears relieved. He sits down on a blackened, decayed stump. He tells you he's searching for his horse, a mare by the name of Whisper. The man introduces himself as Fidlot, and tells you that strange wooden beings attacked the group he was travelling with as they neared Ashley. Ashley. And that during the confusing events that followed, Whisper bolted into Fogbrook. Realise immediately that the wooden beings that attacked Fiddlelot's group were Otorok. You make no mention of this to him. Yeah, I'm about to give up the search, he says. Still cast me this. I never meant to come this far into woods, but Whisper and I are our friend. Not even certain I can find my way out of here. Lost horse, I'm going to offer to go in search of Whisper. Noting the request that Fiddlot's only seems instructing you to remain here while you head off in search of the wayward horse. Thanks you and tells you if you can find Tyne's Whisper, she will come to the sound of her name. You nod, set off at once in search of the missing animal. Realise it won't be easy to find Whisper in the, in the misty wood, particularly in such a boggy region. But you resolve to make a valiant effort. Alright, here's a number. Picking a number. A bonus of 57. 17 from woodmanship, 20 from mind, 10 from body, and 10 from spirit. What happens? Success! Your heart leaps when you pass out of a thick bank of fog. Find yourself face to face with a beautiful grey mare. The horse snorts and turns to trot away from you. The animal's dark eyes are wide with fear. You quickly attempt to calm Whisper in effort to get control of her and take hold of her reins. Pick a number. Bonus of 20. Ten, 10 from mine, 10 from luck. You're going to get 50 or more. Failure. Without warning, Whisper turns and bolts, thundering across the fog-shrouded ground as she flies to the west. You took one behind her as fast as your legs will allow, shouting her name a desperate bridge to, to dissuade her from heading deeper into the cursed wood. Suddenly, a shrill whinny rises into the air from somewhere in the mist ahead. You reach the edge of the dark pool of undulating buck and stare in horror at the tip of a grey nose disappearing into the fetid bog pool. The sad fortunate end for the mare. With a heavy heart, you turn and start back to deliver Fidlock the bad news. I failed. I failed. Oh dear. Oh dear indeed. Fidlock thanks you for having gone to such great lengths to attempt to locate and save Whisper. With no desire to send him off in his home, you lead the detected man out of Fogbar and directly to the gates of Ashlar. 
When he is safely within the fortified town, you return to the forest to resume your exploration. Oh, that's... oh no. Poor Whisper. Yeah, it's a blood thief now. Ah, only uh, suddenly. What's happening now? Oh, it's a moth again. I don't want to get captured again. Attempt to dodge. Success! Your quick reflexes have just narrowly spared your capture by the massive moth. The large, fluttering creature, having missed its prey, lifts back into the foggy heights of the forest and disappears from view. Now, mindful to keep an eye on what could be lurking above your head as you explore the forest, you once again set off through the misty wood. Explore once more. Suddenly, nearly a mile inside the southern bottle of Fogbark, happened upon the gruesome scene of a recent battle. Dozens of shade goblin corpses litter the forest floor, many of them mangled beyond recognition. Several of the same creatures have their heads torn from their necks. You're about to move away from the grim scene and resume your exploration, when you suddenly spot something moving to the north. Your pulse quickens and your eyes lock onto the tall, swiftly moving forms of three Okarok. becomes apparent that the three wood and iron beings, fearless minions of Korotol, not yet spotted you. As you watch your truck make their way towards the slaying goblins, you realise these deadly magical beings are very likely the culprit of the brutal attack that led to the gruesome slaughter of the humans. I must engage these Okarok! Suddenly, before you've had a chance to formulate a plan of attack, the three Okarot whip their heads in your direction, but delay the, wo the tall wooden being start in your direction. The three Okarot will be upon you in moments. Hold my ground and face them! The three Okarot quickly close in around you and attack. You position yourself to face the wooden menaces one at a time. Here's number one. Bashy, 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 bashy. Oh, God, got it slain before he could adapt. 5xp. Immediately find yourself face to face with the second Okorokt. Oh, oh, it is adapted to 8 plus. Still slain. Here's number 3. The Okorokt swipes it through his iron tipped limbs and is slain before he could adapt. 5xp. The last of the three Oterooks crumbles into a pile of splintered wood at your feet. You step back from the shattered remains of the wood and iron being and spend the next few moments catching your breath. It's now obvious to you that Oterook, for not necessarily these three, were responsible for the slaughter of the slave go shade goblins. Ethel survived your encounter with the fearless minions of Coratel. You quickly survey your surroundings before once again resuming your exploration of the fog filled forest. It's a carnage crawler. There's still more to find here. 
It's another what snail, as I say, I've been having a lot of issues with snails recently. Explore once more. So try to your bash bash bash. Free gold. Yay. Suddenly. Nearly a mile inside the southern border of Fogba happened upon a gruesome scene of a recent battle. Dozens of shade goblin corpses littered the forest floor, many of them mangled beyond recognition. Several of the slain creatures have had their heads torn from their necks. You're about to move away from the grim scene and resume your exploration when you suddenly spot a tall, green-robed figure moving through the trees to the west. Your heart skips a beat when you realise it's a young, golden-haired woman. Something inexplicable tells you the one upon whom you, your gaze is locked is none other than the renegade sorceress, Koratol. The woman turns and begins running slowly towards the scene, walking slowly towards the scene of go goblin carnage, head turning from side to side with each step as she apparently studies the fog-bound forest that surrounds her. Suddenly, the old woman's eyes widen as she turns in her direction. Then, in a single fluid motion, her left hand shoots to her neck and her fingers close around a glittering animal clasp, adorning the top of her robe. A bright green mist rises up from the fog-enshrouded forest floor and envelops her. In a matter of moments, not a trace of the golden-haired woman remains. You are certain that you've just encountered Coratel. You are also certain the sorceress now knows the famed adventurer Zoop prowls the cursed forest that remains her only sanctuary. To waiting a few minutes to see if she reappears, you at last set off on your way, wondering on your next run into the renegade sorceress. Explore some more. Nothing that time. Explore some more. Nothing that time. Alright, we're drawing, drawing close to an hour, so explore some more. Highball beetle. Alright. 2 XP, a bit of loot. It's a cape skeleton. Well, it was. Now it's. Now it's a pile of bones. Yeah. Yeah. What's it? Who makes all these capes for all these skeletons? Spelorn <laughs> now. Try jewel. Ooh, 25 gold. Nice. Suddenly. Oh, it's the moth again. I'm definitely going to dodge it because it's a very annoying place it takes you. Oh, failure. Failure, failure. It's the venom again. Okay. Alright, I'm back in the moth lair. Going to pause while I get out of that again. Oh, I got out of that mo moth nest again. Now something is turned up with a suddenly. Ah, oh, it's just four staggering corpses. Alright. Just uh, take the studded leather helm. Four fight gold. Carnage crawler. Yes. 
Now your carnage. Explore. So try jaw. And it is slain. Explore. High level beetle. Rock back beetle. Lots of beetles. Take the leather sleeves. I love more beetle. Slashy slashy. Oh, bashy bashy. I don't slashy slash anymore. I bashy bash. Oh, and it's a low no talk scout. Bash 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 bash. Again, suddenly, in the southern region of the outer wood, nestled deep within an expansive patch of tangled briars and thick bramble, you discover the dark mouse mouth of a cave set into the base of a lone stony hill. Lone stony hill. You, you've made a note of this. This special this location, a cave in the briars. You stand at the bottom of a stony hill that rises out of the mist of a tangled patch of briar and bramble, set into the into the base of the slope. It's a dark mouth of a cave. Wisps of fog swirl about your feet and disappear inside the shuddery cave. Enter the cave. A large, roughly circular chamber makes up the entirety of the cave's interior. Standing in the centre of the cave, with the glow of your trusty light source splashing off the dank, lichen-covered walls, you stare in wonder at the series of intricate engravings chiselled into the rock. Engravings depict several fur-clad humans standing amidst a large pack of walls. The tall, tallest of the, of the humans, a man holding an axe over his shoulder, is garbled in various pieces of attire that almost serve to give him the appear, appearance akin to the wolf standing at his side. Suddenly, a thin column of smoke rises up out of thin air, only a few feet from where you stand. You watch in amazement as the vapours rapidly condense and a phantasmal image of a fur-clad man appears in the midst of the smoke. A heavy axe is slung over the man's shoulder, and his head, torso, waists, waist, arms, leg, hands and feet are clad in what appears to be wolf skin. A thick piece of wolf pelt splashes across his shoulders and down his broad back, serving as a fur cape. The dark-eyed, back-haired man studies you intently for a fierce, unforgiving gaze. You are not yet prepared, he says, his voice reminiscent of the rumble of distant thunder. Return here when you are complete. Before he can even attempt to ask what he means, his image dissolves into the rapidly dissipating column of smoke. In a matter of moments, there is no further sign of the ghostly figure. After making a quick search of the cave and finding nothing of any further interest, you step out into the misty woods. 
So, to make use of all those pieces of tattered. So, to get into this cave and unlock what it has, I have to have a full set of the tattered wolf pelt armor. And I have to have it equipped. And I have to keep it equipped. I haven't got I haven't got it all yet. As you can see, I've got to get a head slot, a torso slot, a waist slot, an arm slot, a leg slot, a hand slot, a feet slot, and a back slot. So I've got to find eight, eight pieces of tattered wolf pelt armor. And so far I've had, what, let me just see, uh, I've got, I've got the boots, I've got the sleeves, I've got the belt. I've so far found three, so I'm a long way off. So I'll move away. Okay, and that's, that's enough of that for now. Back. Back to Ashley. Ashley. You can have a, have a west. Going to save. And next time. Next time. We will we'll impart. We'll find out what all this stuff about Balewood is about. When we do the quest. Called. It's in Twithic. It's called Air. To the flame. It's a really good, it's a big, hefty, long quest, which unlocks other big, hefty, long quests and gives all sorts of things. It's a really good, fun quest with mysteries, monsters, and fog. Lots and lots of fog. But that is for next time. And until then, farewell. Fellow adventurous. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.